This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, families, and welcome to our episode today. Terry and I want to talk to you guys about how no is not a bad word. Always. <laughs> Always. I know, right? <laughs> so we are going to cover three areas to really help you guys understand this concept. Number one is we're going to encourage you to actually teach your kids how to say no in a respectful way. Number two, we're going to talk about how you can model healthy nose as you're raising your kids. And then number three, we're going to talk about why nose might be hard for you. So starting off with why it's so important to teach your kids how to say no, because what normally happens in families raising kids for generations and generations, I think, is when kids say no, parents say, don't say no to me. You're not allowed to say no right? So no actually becomes like a word that is like not allowed to be said, never to authority, never to parents. We actually have good friends who I think at the age of five, they were still putting soap in their little boy's mouth when he said no to them. So this is like a really super charged subject, I think, for families. They, they, a lot of families just have this idea that if your kid says no to you or challenges you, then they are misbehaving, they're being bad, they're de- being disrespectful, they're not obeying, and a lot of times that comes down to they need to be punished, right? So this often will snowball into um, kids just thinking that no really is a bad word. And then you have kids who grow up and go to high school and you you know, kiss them goodbye on a Friday night and you say to them, okay, guys, remember, I want you to say no when someone, you know, wants you to get into a car with a drunk driver and I want you to say no to drugs and alcohol and I want you to be strong and courageous and say no if, if all your friends are jumping off a bridge and I don't want you to, right? Like, would you agree that that's what the, the dream is? Parents send kids off to high school and college is like, okay, now I want you to be really confident with saying no. But yet we've raised kids their whole life in an arena where we're like, you never say no. So they don't have a lot of practice saying no because over and over again, they're told not to say no. So this is how we encourage you to shift your thinking and look at it in a new light. So when your kiddo says, no, I don't want to, you can start to empathize with them and just use some new verbiage such as, oh, I can see you don't want to and we still need to get it done. So how are we going to work this out? Oh, or you can say, um, oh, no, well, no wonder you don't want to. You just want to finish your show, huh? And we still need to get in the car to be on time for baseball practice. But we, we kind of start to take a break when we can from don't you ever say no to me. Don't you dare say no to me. 
right? It moves right into this very quick, like authoritative state of like, in order to be a strong leader in my house, I can never be challenged by my kids because that means they're doing something wrong. When really we look at it in a different way of just kids are are just going to push back. That's part of their healthy development. That's part of them developing independence. A lot of us have kids who have very strong desires to lead. They are our future leaders, those kind of kids who are always looking for opportunities to be in charge. We get to see them in a new light where we say, oh, okay, they just wanna be in charge a lot. They wanna lead. They wanna have some say in their life on how their day-to-day stuff goes down. And of course, in this work of positive parenting, we. We teach families so many ways that they can empower their kids, they can work with them with respect, so these kind of kids really do feel better. But we find that just changing up that verbiage is really important and teaching our kids that it is absolutely okay to say no. It is okay to not want to do something. And you still need to do it. Yeah. There's a lot of times that I don't want to get up and go to work or, you know, I don't want to get up and go work out all the time, and I still need to do it in order to keep my body healthy and my mind straight. And sometimes there is a creative compromise that you guys can both uh, come to, to where it's like, you know, a lot of times you end up in these these struggles and it's like, you think it's the most important thing in the world right there in the moment when they're challenging you because you're like, oh my gosh, how dare you challenge me? And then once you get a little space from it, like, you know, Wendy will keep me in check sometimes too. It's like, wh- why was that so important to you? Like, why did you... Was it because you were being challenged with the no, or was it the thing that you needed them to do was really that you needed them to do it? Um, yeah. yeah, which, yeah, it's a good point. And that's like, you know, takes us down the like power struggle thing, right? Of like, oh, you know, we teach parents to really identify when they're in a power struggle. And then there's a whole like back thinking of like, okay, what's going on here? What can I do about it? How can I solve it creatively without just keeping pushing the no? And what we're talking about here specifically today is like, we just want you to take a break from like just being super like outlawing the no in your house. When your kids say no, I want you to start being like, oh, cool. They're learning how to say no. They're learning that that word is okay. In our home, I'm okay if my kids say no. And I've got a full toolkit on how I come back to them so we can solve problems creatively, which is the whole power struggles discussion. But no is not a word that I want you guys to be scared of. So it's like a, a dis- another example that I think might help kind of bring some light to this topic is my our good friend, Susie Walton, um, actually served on a panel of speakers. It was some type of positive parenting convention or something. I forget what it was, but she tells a story where she actually served on the speaking panel with Elizabeth Smart's father. So if you guys remember Elizabeth Smart, she was um, a tween, I believe. I feel like she might've been like 11 um, and she was kidnapped from, I believe her home, right? In Utah, that was probably 10, 15 years ago. Um, and since that has happened, thank God she was found and um, she's, she was okay. But since then, her and her family have really gone on to like, you know, spread light and love through what they learned from that experience. So they do a lot of incredible work. I think Elizabeth Smart has an incredible um, nonprofit and just really helps that prevent that. And I think I'm not sure exactly what her nonprofit does, but I know I've seen her on the news and I'm like, wow, she's doing incredible things in the world. But her her dad, her parents, her dad um, sp- spoke about what happened a lot. And they said 
that they always taught their kids to never challenge authority, to never say no, especially if it was to an elder or a parent. Like, it was a big deal in their home that they're, you know, you hear that phrase a lot, like, we teach our kids to respect their elders, which is a good thing, guys. We want killed children. And respect is not a bad thing. Respect, of course. Everybody wants to teach their children how to respect their elders. However, it should not come at, you know, like, this level of, like, no matter what. Right. So in order like I want to teach my kids to respect their elders because of things like they fought in World War Two and they fought for our country or they they went through the Great Depression or they um, raised, you know, a family in really hard situations or they have loved us unconditionally. Like I want my children to know why you respect someone that's older than you. I don't want to teach kids just to respect elders only because of simply their age. Like I think children need to be taught why you respect their elders, right? But but Elizabeth Smart's dad said, we just always had a hard, steadfast rule that like never, ever challenge authority. You do not say no. And so he went on to say that Susie, when Susie heard him speak, was that he said that was the biggest mistake we've ever made as parents. We look back on that and it is the biggest mistake because we wish we would have taught our kids. Not only that no is not a bad word, but to fight like to fight with all your might when something is not right for you. And so uh, I love that story because, you know, you got you, we really got to be careful here. It's like no is important that our kids have experience being able to say it and not feeling like they're an alien or an outcast or bad human beings because they've said no. And if this seems like a extreme situation or that it's like, oh, well, that's one in a in a million or... You know, gosh, I I don't want to like live in fear of this one thing that'll never happen. Um, we've been in so many classrooms with people who have are you know survivors of abuse as children, physical abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse. They came at the Domestic hands. Domestic abuse. Came at the hands of somebody that they should thought that they needed to respect. Not um, not talk badly about, not report back about what they did, and so they didn't say no. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's shocking, shockingly more than you would ever imagine. How many people are walking around with that today? So, not trying to say that to put the fear, but at the same time, we should be scared of that. I know. It, it, it's um, and so if there's something that we can do through this exercise of, you know, what does the word no mean and when should you use it and how should you use it and let's practice it in our home. I mean, all this stuff, that's why we were given our home is to practice all these things for for this world that can be kind of scary out there. Yeah, and yeah. even like I would even encourage us all to shift that that idea of like being fearful of something is going to happen to our kids or, I mean, it's not even to that, you know, those the, that level is pretty... It's extreme, right? Like a kidnapping or sexual abuse or domestic abuse or um, all of that kind of stuff. Rape, like all that. But I'm there's stuff that goes on. Once your kids are in elementary school, there is a lot of things that happen every day that you want your child to be very experienced to say no with and to have it be something that they feel they're not doing something wrong when they say no. And that will take practice. Um, so it, it's just, it's it's so important. I, I love talking about this subject because I don't think we always think about that 
when we're when we're raising kids and it's just a really important thing so yeah so try on some of that verbiage you know I can see you don't want to and we're still gonna need to do it or when you when you want to say no to me I would like you to say no thank you mom I don't want to do that like if someone at least softens their nose with you you're less likely to be triggered by it, right? And this is not about, you know, how, what do we do to prevent our triggers? It's like, but it is teaching children to be respectful and just say, no, thank you, mom. I don't want to do that right now. And then you're more likely to say, okay, I can see you don't want to do it and we still need to get it done. So how are we going to work together? Um, but just a simple, ver- starting with the verbiage switch up, I think will help you feel a little bit better about it, okay? Yeah, because the word no can just start to uncover like, you know, okay, cool. So what's, what's beneath that? You know, like why, why aren't you feeling like the, the empathy behind that you're talking about of like, oh, I can see why you wouldn't want to do that or all those things. So that's just kind of like a, um, no becomes a gateway to the empathizing with whatever's going on. And then the other type of no is what we're talking about is like, that's like, no, I am protecting myself. And that's where I'm using this word. No, they just happen to be the same word. Yeah. Um, yes. But, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, but in order for kids to feel confident when they get older, guys, they have to have experience being confident when with it when they're younger. It doesn't just happen like at the you know snap of your fingers when you you send your kids off to, to high school. It, it's got to be something that you practice over time. Um, all right. So number two is really making sure you're modeling healthy nose while you're raising your kids over all these years that they're in your home. And so, of course, this is easier said than done, but this is. This is just kind of motivation for you parents to be firm with your nose and to stick with your limits. So a lot of people mistake positive parenting as like this idea of like it's all we're all happy all the time and we always are kind and like I I remember so many a few people have asked me over the years, so do you guys ever say no to your kids? And I just have to laugh because it's such a you know misunderstanding about this work. We actually teach parents how to say no more, how to say no more consistently, persistently, with confidence, and always kindness. Because guys, just because you're saying no to your kids doesn't mean you need to be mean about it. It doesn't mean you have to be hurtful. It doesn't mean that you have to um, belittle them and um, scold them when they push back about it. It just means that it lies in your hands to be firm about your nose. And of course, there are times when you want to bend with parameters, okay? That's like a whole nother area that we teach families that, you know, sometimes we get our feet stuck in the mud that we said no, and so we have to stick with it because otherwise we're going to like look like we're permissive wusses as parents and our kids are going to walk all over us. But there are times when it's okay to bend with parameters. Like maybe you could tell the story about Taryn the other morning with the shower. Yeah, we've, and how... we, we've had like um, a battle with um, our, our son over showers. He's been getting so sweaty um, at skateboarding and I'm talking like sweaty and like he's got black marks on his face <laughs> from like wiping his face. I mean, he is like as sweaty and stinky as can be. He's so, so happy there. And he's so happy. 
But so, you know, as a parent, you're just like, okay, got to get that shower, got to get that shower. And um, so we, but he hasn't, he really doesn't want to. So we've been having to <laughs> get, boy. <laughs> yeah, really, really creative around that. So um, anyways, he, we were getting home too late the other night to do um, the shower. I knew it would come at the expense of sleep and we, we just... We couldn't do it. So because it was a special occasion. It was a special occasion. We, we had were getting, celebrated a friend's birthday. We made the choice to do that. So I knew it was like, okay, we'll, we'll get him a shower in the morning. So here comes the morning. I'm like, hey, bud, let's get in the shower. You know the deal. I didn't make you do it last night. Let's let's get the shower. And this you morning. hadn't made an agreement with him last night, which is you know. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. So here he still didn't want to take the shower. He was like, no, no no, I'm not taking it, I'm not taking it, I'm not taking it. And I found myself starting to puff up and get go to that space where we were talking about earlier of like, how dare you challenge me, right. go against our agreement. And then I have all these thoughts creep into my head. I'm like, man, when Wendy comes downstairs and if I don't let, if I don't let, <laughs> if I don't make this kid take the shower, like, I, like she's going to be like, what do you mean he's not taking the shower? You know, so there are all these like, just like crazy thoughts coming into my head. Am I crazy? Do you think I'm like the crazy? No, no, no. It's just, you know, it's like you always want your spouse to come in and be like, dang, you really handled it. Right. You know, and I was just picturing this like, dang, you really didn't handle it. Right, you know, right. so anyways, um, that was only one of the thoughts that came in. Yes, um, yes. But so here I, I am with him. And then I, I just told myself, okay. Soften, go to empathy, ask some questions. I went. And empathy leads to creativity. Yep. And so I went to that space. It turns out he says, you know, Dad, I got this cut on my foot from skateboarding and I felt water against it and it's going to sting. It's going to sting really bad. And so then I was like, okay, it's not just him being a pain in the butt and the normal, like, I don't want to take a shower. And now we've made an agreement and this whole agreement thing's now not working. Right. What the heck? Positive parenting. It was right. like, oh, he he's really like, he's scared that his, that his foot's going to hurt. And he had stayed up till 930 at night, which and, is not common. No. And, and that's that not morning, his fault. That was, uh, we chose to do that. Yep. In the morning he was tired and we were rushed. Yep. So I, I then went to a space. I was like, I was still kind of like, I was like, okay, cool. How about this? We put a bag on your foot. Right. You can take you can take a bath. That's what I would do, you know, when I had a if if there was a cast. You were getting or something. creative. You were I was getting creative. The ball was And rolling. I was like, nope, I don't want to take a bath. It's too long and it's boring. No. <laughs> I'm like, bath's boring. Okay. So then I was like, how about you take one of your toys into the bath? Like all this stuff. Nope. I mean it was like it was yeah, like now, no 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 now, now I'm getting now I'm getting creative and I'm empathizing it's still not working. Now you're in the power struggle um dissolving area. How and you've already actually made the shift between hey you never say no to me. It's not okay to say no and I'm going to make you do this because you do not challenge your authority. You've actually already shifted out of that into like hey this is just a power struggle and I can deal with it in a healthy way and then later comes the like So so really then what what happened was is I said to myself, okay, w- w- like, A, is this the biggest deal in the world? Is it okay to bend with parameters? I think you asked yourself. Well, and I, and I was like, here I am telling him what to do, and I'm getting creative too and giving him ideas, but I was like, maybe I just need to let this, let, like... Empower him. Empower him. And, yeah. and And so I said, okay, well, we need to be ready for school, and we need to be as clean as possible, 
how do you think you can do that? How, how would you, how would you do that? How can we meet in the middle here? Or just, do you have any ideas? And he yeah. said, how about I use a washcloth and I clean myself up? And I said, okay, well, and then when will you take a shower? When and you, you said, how about some clean underwear? And how about, yes, yeah. some clean underwear. Yeah. And, um, and when do you think you, you can get a shower? And he said, he started off, he said, two days from now. And I yeah. said, ah, I don't know about that. He said, um, when my foot's feeling better. And I said, well, when do you think that could be? And he said, uh, tomorrow morning. And I said, okay. And so we made a new agreement. Cool. And, um, and then, okay, he great. Cleaned up. He yeah. cleaned up. He came downstairs. Everything was all good. We got to school on time. He and I were good. We walked away from that feeling more connected. I hugged him goodbye. He smelled great. Everybody he was good. Up. But and then, yes, this morning, because that was just oh yeah, yeah that was just yesterday. Right. He woke up and the first thing he did, no reminders needed or anything. We heard the shower go on and he took the shower this morning. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's an example, you guys, of just one area where you can bend with parameters. So I wanted to, I I love that you shared that story, Terry, because, you know, I think a lot of times we get our feet stuck in the mud and we only stick to our nose because we originally said it and we're sticking to it, right? So yes, it's okay to bend with parameters sometimes. It's part of the power struggle dissolving with integrity kind of strategies that we teach. However, 90% of the time, it's really important to stick to your nose. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, 3-2-1 countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you can end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. 
Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. Um, and what we find is that over time, this will model to children what it looks like to actually just stick to your nose, no matter how much people try to influence you around you. And so an example of, so let's give some examples in our home. So we just give you an example of, um, of how, you know, Terry chose to not stick with his no, that's bending with parameters, which is okay too. But over time, there's been a lot that we've stuck with. For example, we don't do video games that I kind of say has pretend murder. So we don't do any video games in our house that, it's, that we let the kids play on a little phone or Stella has a little iPad. So we that don't she have a video game money. console that's right. just available. Right, play. like PlayStation. Um, and like when we go to the orthodontist, um, for example, Taryn likes to play the little video games there. And I see like Star Wars sounds very innocent, but they're just murdering people. They just pretend murder. They, they, and now it's nowadays i'm sure you guys know but like the video games are so graphic and realistic looking that you can literally see people's heads get cut off and it's just like it's just play it's they're just every day they're just practicing murdering people (laughs) so for us terry and i everybody's different of course we're not telling you how to do it in your home but for us we have made a strong stance that we are going to support our kids a hundred percent with like sports well and and activities like art music. sports music like they have drum they have full drum sets they have bass electric bass guitars they have amps they have art supplies they have electric guitars they have surfboards they have wetsuits and we will not have video games in our house and we will not budge on that now, if they become older and we decide to bend with parameters, then I'm going to be, I will, we will decide that later on. But right now we have stayed consistent for, I don't know, Taryn's been begging for these things since he was probably four years old and he's eight. You know what I mean? But what I, but I will say though, mm-hmm. is the statement of begging for it. Yeah. There was a, there was a little while where he begged for, um, you know, a video game console and um like play guns and things like that uh-huh. he doesn't even ask anymore you're right and i wouldn't even describe it as begging i would describe it as asking they yeah. ask they put it you know for a while they would put it on their christmas list and he'll go to the neighbor's house and play and he loves it and he comes home please can we you know can we get that and i just say no but nowadays you're right they don't circle them anymore in the target um and catalog. when you go to the toy store he doesn't he doesn't like go yeah. there he doesn't doesn't ask for it so the, another example would be the guns, right? So it's like we just choose in our house to, to be firm with the, like, um, our kids don't, we don't have pretend murder weapons. So, like, for example, I took Taryn with a group that I camp with, moms and sons. We go camping together, and we went and played paintball on our local military base, and it was epic. Taryn loved it. Like, he loves guns. He thinks they're the coolest thing. But I wanted to teach him, like, hey, these are appropriate on a military base. This is what the these men and women are trained to do. We respect military, we respect policemen. That's their job. Like this is where guns are appropriate. We as parents have a firm limit again against pretend guns in our home. Now, of course, if the kids go play on the block at a neighbor's house or whatever, it's like it's the real, you know, it's the world, kids. Like we're not going to be crazy about that, but the the firm no in our house around that is something that we have stuck with for so many years and that we will not budge on. So that's what we're trying to tell you guys. It's really important that over time you have very strong limits that you stick to. Like for example, there is not any hitting in our home. Firm limit. No. 
like we will not allow the kids when they fight to hit one another like everything stops we go into learning we we would miss a probably a flight if we needed to to teach our kids you do not lay hands on each other's and our kids have a, a lot of sibling rivalry that goes on between them we have to work hard on that one yeah there's been a lot of pulled over cars if mm-hmm. it gets to that point things like that yeah um so yeah i mean so your nose in your house might look different but i mean i think it's you know, what are your, what are your core values? And if some of ours are, you know, um, around violence, um, and things like that, then that's, that's where our no stays, stays firm. Yeah. And, and then out in the world, if there are some like exceptions made, things like that, um, you know, we decide where those are and if, and, and you guys kind of do the same. Yeah. And, and no's can be like that's that's kind of like bigger things about nose but for you it may be just be that like we don't um we don't we don't buy soda in our house or we don't um we don't do sleepovers we have friends that um their kids don't go to sleepovers yeah you know what i mean and that's just like a firm rule in their house that their their house is the one family i'm thinking of is one of our favorite families in the world they're like awesome their house is the coolest house ever but and they will have like a million kids over to play, but their firm rule is their kids are not allowed to go out for sleepovers. We have different rules. Our kids go out for sleepovers, but for them that's a firm rule that they're not gonna budge on. So I just want you guys to remember that it's important and every single time you stick to a no and and finish it out. And that could just simply be like, hey kiddo. I'm not buying um the candy at the end of an aisle at Target or when you when you check out of a grocery store and then your kid goes into a meltdown and you endure the meltdown on the ride home and you still don't buy them the candy, that's another example of just sticking to a no, right? But every time you do that, families, you model for your children what it looks like to stick to your no. So by the time they get to high school and they go to a party and someone's like, hey, you want some pills? Hey, you want to try heroin? Hey, hop in the car. We're going down to Balboa Park to ride the roller coaster. And Johnny's only had a few beers. He's fine. Like all that kind of stuff. Your kids are going to be way more likely to say no 17 times to pills in high school. 17 times because you've said no 17 times to candy at the end of the target aisle as they were growing up. Or 1,700 times. I mean, when you think about how many times you say no to a kid asking for candy at the end of a Target aisle or a grocery store, but it it matters, you guys. And so you got to feel confident and really be committed to doing that. Yeah, I think there's there are things that you you know you're trying to instill, and you know who knows if the video games thing will translate into adulthood for our kids. I think you know everybody will have their kind of like core values that that they have but you want your kids to have some core values that they are firm about with the world and it's like no that's just a no for me yeah that's just a no for me and the only way they can learn how that is is you know to see mom and dad do it not around everything but around the things that are really important and matter to them so for us like we said you know and they're not the same for everybody but for us we're like you know, we're not eating, you know, meat. We're pescatarian. So that, for right, us, right. that's a that's a no for us. We're not buying meat for the house. That's a good example. Yeah. Um, for for us, we're we're not buying guns. We're we're not we're not doing that. 
that's our core values. So it's like, I think the kids get getting to see like what mom and dad's core values are. Um, it doesn't mean I'm telling them they have to have the same exact views right. on it as an adult or anything like that. But if we had no core values or if everything was a no, then all of a sudden it's just oh, kind of yeah. like, I, like, I don't know what's really important to dad or what's not important to dad. Just everything seems like a no or, or there's no no's like you gotta, yeah. you know, it's like what really matters to this person. Yeah. And it's just a simple act of mom and dad said no to that for 18 years of our life. Yeah. And that gives kids the confidence that they can go out in the world and say no to something in college. When a guy is starting to make advances on them and they're like, had a few beers, and but yet they are like, they know what it looks like to have someone be like, no. Yeah. And, I and think, get the heck out of there. Yeah, I think this is especially important too, like in the um, raising young girls, I think, you know, you're alluding to right there is like with Stella, you know, we had the choice to just kind of break her will as a young kid and be like, you know, your, your attitude and your nose and your whole thing is just way too big. We've got to snuff that out. Let's get rid of that. Or which there's tons of books. You can go get at the library if that's your route. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me so sad. Or we can start an, uh, a lifestyle based on positive parenting and through this work, that you can find at freshstartfamilyonline.com. The foundations course would give you an amazing idea what that is. Um, That if you go another route, you can honor who this kid was born to be, keep the strength where she is going to need that strength. And she's going to need that no one day. Yeah. Like uh, to think about her, you know, as a a teen, 20s, whatever it is, and... She will be, she is, I'm so confident that she's going to have her head held high in situations when I'm no longer able to be there. Yes, exactly. And she will be strong enough and confident enough to say, nope, not going to do it. Not going to, it's not happening. Yeah. Or even like no to a career path that she is like, gosh, this just doesn't feel quite right. And I'm going to say no to this job offer and not feel guilty about it. Because I know that strong, that no's were always taught to me in my family are good. They're healthy. And so I'm going to say no to this career path, knowing and having faith that God has something else in store for me because it just doesn't sit right with my heart. Like what this company is selling or what they're asking me to do or whatever it is. But like, there's just so many reasons why you want your kids to understand that no is good. And trust us, we're giving her and Taryn plenty of ways and tools to compromise and be team players and do all these things around the things that really are in the middle that are just kind of like, you know, okay, maybe I do need to flex on that and things like that. But for the things that are like non-negotiable, you want your kid to be like, I've got that no, and I'm going to use it. Yeah. And to watch mom and dad get through it with integrity. Like, oh, mom said we're not having dessert after dinner tonight. I had a full meltdown, and mom, mom and dad responded with integrity, and instead of hitting me, they just helped me get through it. I went to bed. I woke up the next day. I still didn't get dessert, and I got through that meltdown, and today, I'm not going to ask for it because it didn't work for me. It didn't work, you know, yeah. so it's just a whole, yeah. And I know we've, um, we've highlighted before, like, you know, misconceptions about positive parenting or, like... You know, I don't know how deep any of you all are who are listening, but hear me this. 
<laughs> this is badass work right. raising badass kids of the future. Like the, this is not. Yeah. This is not like ooh soft and flowers, you know, positive. You know, it's like yeah. you know, don't don't get it twisted. You know, any anything that you're seeing, sunshiny photos on the beaches and things like this. We are raising badass kids. We have firm limits. We have you know there is there's so many things. That I think maybe on the surface, like you, you, you may not see until you get into it. Yeah. You plant those seeds and you start to see what it looks like, you know, down the road a little bit. You're, we're raising powerful human beings of the future yeah. that are going to be strong, powerful leaders that have a point of view and know how to peacefully resolve conflict while still being a total badass human being. Yes. And the positivity, I think I like to use that word because that comes in when you are trained yourself with like really deep discipline to see the integrity in others, to have empathy for other people, to creatively problem solve peacefully without relying on fear, force, bribery, and rewards. Like when you're always looking and trained to see the cup half full, that's kind of where I, I see the positive side of things coming in because life's a lot more joyful as a parent when you're always seeking to see the light in your kids and seeking to see what the creative solution that's filled with peace is going to be. That to me is positive or negative. So yeah, it's a good point. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier. Okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind.
Well, and, yeah, it, it's 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 for good. It's like you know, using yeah. your power for good type of thing. I think that's that's where the the positivity really comes in. It's like. It's it's that you know we we've got a guiding light that right. that is that is powerful and peaceful at the same yes, time. Yes. Yes. And you know, it, it, acknowledging that the you know the world can be messy, situations can be messy, r- relationships can be messy, and there's a way to be powerful and positive and peaceful all at the same time. Boom! Mic drop. Oh, love it, T. Good point. All right, you guys. Last point about the making sure you're teaching your kids that no is not a bad word is to acknowledge that if it's if saying no to your kids is actually hard for you, because I think a lot of us are like, we'll say no to everything to our kids. Like we're like, yeah, that's what we do. We say no, and then when they say no, they may get punished or get in trouble. Like we're very uncomfortable with that. But then some of you may be out there where you're like, whoa. No is really hard for me. I cave in easily or um, I'll say no, but then I won't stick to that limit. You have to remember that a lot of times there's like as we peel back the layers of the onion, so to speak, on our own selves. And this is where it's so why it's so important to really find some personal development work like the work of your infinite life that completely and beautifully supplements the work that we teach you here at Fresh Start Family. It's so important to start peeling back the layers of the onion, so to speak, to really understand why is it so hard for me to stick to my limit? And a lot of times that comes from a place where many of us, if you, you know, it's like we were raised with the fear and the force because that was just the way it was done in past generations, right? I think, you know, we we always say at Fresh Start Family, we never ever come down on our parents for how they raised us because they did the best with what they had, right? Now we're in a different generation. We have all these choices. We have access to all this trusted psychology and research and choices, right? We're just so at choice. It's such a, we live in such an incredible time when it comes to being able to choose how we are going to raise our little souls, right? But back then they just did the best with what they could. So when we were raised with the fear and force, it usually looked like if you challenge authority and say no, you will get in trouble and often you will get hurt. So there's danger involved in no's, right? There's you know, not only danger, but it's like, there's a good chance you're going to get in big trouble. Okay. And so sometimes that's going to include emotional harm and hurt. Other times it's going to include physical hurt and, and harm, but really there's danger. And so you think about how many years many of us went through this process of like, Hey, mistakes are dangerous. When you say no, you're going to get hurt. We, we, it's kind of, if you've ever looked at the way the brain works, there's this part of the brain called the pons, which is responsible for a, the fight or flight mode or mechanism, right? And so when that gets lit up, we often have a tendency to go into like, like reaction mode and we'll either fight hard or we'll run. And so many of us might run from it when we say no to a child They start to push back or tantrum or get really upset. And to us, that that could signal like danger. Someone's going to get hurt, right? Because we're almost reliving the same thing we grew up with. So it's so important just to understand that sometimes we have a backpack of rocks that we're carrying around with us that add a level of difficulty to setting limits with our kids. And so the more you can get support on what, you know, what some things that may have happened when you were a kid and some, some you know, belief systems that you might have, have gotten from an early age that aren't serving you well as an adult, 
I just encourage you guys to look at that because um, it's hard to say no to your kids. It's hard to stick to limits. And you can get yourself to a better place where it's not as painful for you because it's so important for you as parents to get really fluent in the ability to practice, the, the ability and the practice of saying no without feeling guilty, without feeling shameful, without giving in, without going to the bribery and the rewards after you've set a limit. Okay, 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 if you just stop crying, I'll give you pizza. Or if you, you know, just just do what I say, we'll, we'll get the candy. Um, it's, it's like often that's what'll happen, right? It's like we try to stick to a no, we try to set a firm boundary, then it doesn't work, they start pushing back, we start feeling guilty, the fight or flight mechanism goes up, we either push back harder and go to the punishment, fear and force, or we get submissive and permissive and go to the, the bribery and the rewards and it just becomes really messy in a way that won't serve your family. So just know that all of us, will be served if we dive a little bit deeper into personal development and get ourselves the support we all deserve. And that really comes from um, both the foundations course with Fresh Start Family and the Bonfire Membership Program. And then also we recommend the weekend courses with your infinite life so much. Would you agree, T? (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, So I've done many of these courses myself and can just for the dads that are out there, you know, it's like if for some reason, you know, the parenting thing is like you're not ready to do that, like dive into the self, you know, the self-growth side of things or, you know, ideally you're doing it all. Yeah. But um, so much comes out of looking at your, you know, yourself and how you operate, maybe learning more about yourself and and being open to trying new things or wanting new things for yourself. Cause like Wendy said, we all deserve it. We do so much for other things, for other people, for, for work, for this, for that, like take care of yourself, like do some things for yourself. That's beyond just going to the gym or, or, or doing a little exercise, like do some soul work. It's, um, it's huge. And, you know, I, I think there's, there's, I mean, a big aspect of that is like, you know, spirituality. And, you know, of course for, for me, it's, it's praying, it's Jesus, it's learning from him. What would, what, what is he all about? What are, right. you know, what, what's, what can I take away from that? But then there's also a whole other side of things too, with these um, self-growth courses that just, um, you know, shows you so much about like human existence and your experience here on, on earth and things that, you know, you've been through and all these things that, positive, negative, or otherwise can help you grow and be like the 2.0 version of yourself. Yeah. And when you're that, you're, you're a better husband. You're a, you're a better father. You're more creative in your, you know, your walk with your kids. You have better relationships. You hold value over relationships more than things. Yeah. Um, you're able to deal with, um, you know, heartache and defeat better because you're standing on a firmer foundation and wouldn't we all like that yes absolutely yeah it's just so important like our mind will play big tricks on us and a lot of times we have these belief systems in our minds that we've been carrying around since we were little especially depending on um you know how how you were raised it's just i think (laughs) 
I think all of us have belief systems that we could look at and ask ourselves, are they serving us well as an adult? And we, I just find that many of my families, um, this saying no and sticking to it with firmness and kindness is really one that they struggle with. And I see a lot of just cobwebs come up that prevent them from getting the results that they want with their kids. So yes, personal development work, it's so good, you guys. Um, We'll make sure we put in the show notes the information about Your Infinite Life. They have weekend courses all over the nation that you can go be a part of. Um, That company has become like family to us. The teachers, uh, all of the teachers are just phenomenal, brilliant, wise human beings that have really helped you know, change our lives. And we really do believe they all are just a gift from God and that work is a gift from God. So it's like Terry said, you know, we spend a lot of time looking to Jesus for guidance on how he wants us to to walk and raise our children and exist in the world. And gosh, we get so much support on that side. And then your infinite life gives us like really the tangible, like practical steps to actually to clear out some of those cobwebs so we can move forward in the way that we want to, that we believe is in line with, with Christ. So it's good stuff. Yeah. And thank you all for being here. Cause if you're listening to this right now, that means you're way more than halfway there and being yeah. o- open to um, trying new things, getting creative um, and investing in your family. I love it. So yes, teach your kids how to say no Teach them that it's not a bad word and um, just really empower them to know that no is a strength. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.